0: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from thirty dollars a month to just fifteen dollars a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/slash-switch. Forty-five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promot rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: Wow, I'm a time dot is. Yeah, same. I'm gonna go at twenty-five.
2: Uh, no, we shouldn't. Because I'm not looking at it. Yeah, I, can do it. I got 30. it. I'm ready. I'm ready. All right, let's do 30. Oh. No, we're not doing 25. <laughs> I did that for me. I did that for me. I just wanted to prove it to myself. Now we are do doing it. 35. 35. Well, well, I think we
1: missed
2: you. it. There you go. Fucking Christ. But I got it at 25, Kato, if you want to use that.
3: Yeah, I've, I've marked it twice. Actually, that? I've don't marked it <laughs> both times here. In this, does Kato want <laughs> to be? Does,
4: hey, Kato, do you want Patrick's audio to be ten seconds off this entire fucking
3: podcast recording? That'd be a yes. fun flirty feature for just this put episode. It up as yeah, a bonus I mean, spot. I got yeah, I got a marker here for when he clapped the first time. I don't so.
2: know why I keep I keep charging this Kato, even though I know I'm gonna just bring it with and give it to you. Do you have anything
3: I, for it at all?
2: Yeah, there's I'm I too much to pack. They sent all the accessories. I will. I will bring. No, I meant like games. <laughs> yeah, I have like. Do you? I have a copy of. So for a wedding gift, a friend of mine uh-huh. uh, gave me. He bought every uh, a copy of every Jurassic Park game ever made. God, that thing is fucking, fucking kidding
1: me? And, <laughs> that's and, amazing.
5: And that
2: that's an NES one was pretty cool, where you go into the uh, dungeons and it'd be like FPS mode. Yeah, you know, cool. the top, yeah, top down turned into a first person game. Like that's one of the better. Uh, and there are some game. There's there are Game Boy and Game Gear ones that mm. I could play on here. That's not how how I wanted to spend my time. Right. Um, and
4: and so fucking pretty. Oh my god, it's we very pretty, and camera. it should go to a
2: home. I don't play old games. Like so, it's just like I was sent a device that is like not play old games. Not for Will me. Um, you just and pull that
4: up to your camera for me.
2: Yeah. What?
4: Oh my. God, look at that! Got All a cool buttons. dock. You
2: can connect it to a TV. Um, yeah, a there's TV? a bunch of accessories. I'll, 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 I'll throw them in a, in a bag, and you can. Hell yeah, Kato, you God can damn. have it. Unless Ren, you really want? I only have offered it to because I think. Uh, no. He admired give it to, Kato.
4: It give, it to Kato. give it to Give it to Ren, other,
3: no, so You Ren. Ren can...
2: just ripped this out of Kato's hands right in front of him
5: here oh, on the pod. God. That's fine. Um, this thing he was going to get. I'll, just I'll take
3: borrow it. it from Ren. <laughs> we live in the same city.
4: Give it to Kato. Give it to Kato.
2: Well,
4: I... Kato I, um, needs a for w- Final Fantasy Tactics.
2: That's true. Well, it's funny because <laughs> I was going to... I was like... The one use I thought I would get out of it <sighs> was I'd been told that with a lot of these devices, even including the ones made by Analog, is they're like, hey, they, they come out, they don't support ROMs, but then the developers released like a secret build <laughs> to the community <laughs> to support ROMs. I was like, oh, okay, if that happened... Don't listen, Vice Legal. I could see a use case for the the pocket. Um, yeah, that hasn't happened yet, mm. <laughs> and so it's, just, it's it's just been a relic to, on my deck, my desk. I'm I should sh- just I should just give it up to someone who I'm might. Sure, they're going to. I'm sure they will. But I, if I am being truly honest with myself, um, well, actually, the Steam Deck showed up, and like the form factor of the Game Boy it doesn't like that Do nostalgia will not outweigh like yeah. having PC games, and then also. Whatever I want emulated on the on the Steam Deck, that's fine. That that's really what actually kind of killed it for me was that the Steam Deck is
3: Steam Deck
2: better for I, that anyway. At least for my,
4: I would be so for my piracy workflow in playing old Shimagami Tensei PS2 games on the Steam Deck. That is a that is a fascinating idea to me.
2: Yeah, because uh, emulators have better fucking tools than yeah the ports 100%. and emulators that that companies sanction anyway. So I I'm with you. I, I bet that would be a better. Exp- Alright, are we <clears throat> feeling ready? Now that
5: I've eaten my pizza, you've all yeah. watched me enjoy my delicious homemade uh, Sicilian. I looked away. Was way. it good?
4: I looked away. It was real good. It was real good? You granted oh, me yes. that privacy? Thank you, Yeah, Kato. yeah. I did. Of course, well,
5: <laughs> it, was, it was okay. It was not great because I forgot this was a pizza I made and discovered that somehow we'd run out of garlic in the house that day. And so I made a pizza sauce. How could garlic. that happen at Rob's place?
4: Yeah. There's a bunch not,
5: sprouted and unbeknownst to me, it was discarded.
4: It's not stellar. I'm trying, man, unbeknownst, I
2: unbeknownst to me is, is, is okay. Unbeknownst to you me, you can still mm. use kind of sprouted stuff, right? Kind of want to get pizza I would have. Yeah, right. You I would have. Just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not I agree, Cato. <laughs> I just want to. I want a little sprout in my tummy.
3: <laughs> I mean, that's what they are, right? right. The little seeds. This is, I'm
4: sure this has been discussed on the podcast before, but now I'm just curious. What is what's y'all's like pizza of choice? both style and also like Mm. components oh man well Mm. my the platonic
5: form of pizza for me is rico's pizza in uh i want to say lansing illinois Mm -hmm. um that's a really good thin crust uh heavy on the seasonings um (sighs) it's got like a almost like pastry like crust it's incredible oh that sounds um, delicious and so they're their thin crust pepperoni is just uh a religious experience for me and i've been chasing that high ever since uh the owner lived across the street from us uh but sold the recipe and so even though i know the family um they're like legally forbidden <laughs> from sharing the recipe
4: uh, oh my god fucking kato peeling his cat off the fucking gamer chair is one of the funniest things i've ever seen thought, like
2: when it, ren asked what is your what kind of pizza do you like to eat? And Kato went screeching to find his cat. Mm.
3: <laughs> she started, she started um, meowing because she was trapped in the wrong room. So pizza. I had to get her out, and then she didn't want to leave.
2: <laughs> she heard pizza.
3: Kato, how about you? What's your pizza choice? Uh, the thing that cost a dollar on the on the corner, the shitty one, the bad one. Oh, why why are you doing this to yourself? Because I love it. Because it's good. It's 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 never not bad enough. Well, that's not true. There, I have been burned a couple let times. Me, let me but. take that. Let me take this
2: declarative statement back immediately. <laughs>
3: okay, I'm gonna say though Listen, we're at like an 85. percent We're like at an 85 hit rate though on dollar slice on the corner. 85 percent. Yeah, it's pretty fucking that's, good. I think.
5: That's, that's, that's what a, a cost is it? But all right, like uh, is like a hit like mm, good pizza, or is it hit like yeah that wasn't that wasn't repulsive?
3: No, it's like good pizza. But I think our okay. our standards for okay. what good pizza is changed uh, are, are probably different. Is the thing? I don't you think, think ro- I don't think Rob they're... would enjoy my good pizza because I'm I'm a pizza. I took goblin. Rob to an excellent. pizza Yeah,
4: you place. are a pizza goblin. Okay, Patrick, how about you? <laughs> uh,
2: thin crust, uh, which is the one I eat the most often. I am uh, mm-hmm. closer to a, kato, a more of a gremlin state, in that mm-hmm. uh, I consider it all to be like I just. I like the canonical pizza is the canonical pizza. It's just like (laughs) it's pizza, Um, pizza. which is not me having a a lack of a preference as much as I just like pizza so much that we're good. Like pizza's here. Like I'm family with you pizza. We're, we're good. Deep dish is like, that's the one where I have preferences. I don't eat it nearly Mm. as much. Um, And uh, so Pequod's is uh, this, uh, uh, I was so thrilled when the pizza place we picked out was too full. We well, to, like, Rob yeah, Rob came out. to visit the winter before COVID. And so he was staying downtown. And so we met him with my oldest. We only had the the one at the time. And mm-hmm. we were just like, Hey, we need something to do with her. There's a zoo. It's free. There's a, there's, it's not the pizza place I want to take you to, but it's right next to the zoo. Uh, <laughs> and like, so we'll just do that. And turns out it's gonna be like an hour wait. Ugh. and We're, like, we're not going to do that. And I was like, well, Pequod's is like 10 minutes away if we all want to get cram crammed in my car and we did and it was so it was so much better cuz it is it is for my 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 money the the best uh uh, uh pizza in the in the city of Chicago. It also I'm has a Chicago uh, restaurant where it's like a Warren
5: of rooms. Uh, and so, yeah, and somebody just like take over a house. Is this a
4: restaurant or am I about to be in a dungeon encounter? Like, do I have to like find, yeah, I think it's (laughs) the same building that the HH Holmes uh killed to find a
3: key to get into this pizza room? Hold on, I think I heard something when uh Patrick began that story. Is this Deep Dish?
2: Yeah, it's okay, so not this kicked off a whole arc on the podcast about um stolen recipes i believe okay. um we went through a whole uh series of adventures oh classic of i remember that yeah it was, yeah, it was good yeah. it was a good run
5: of emails i think that, i think this meat. i think that
2: came after rob rob visited and then we were i was discussing the the pequod situation which was which is a restaurant in which the recipe became a, a thing of dispute i will say it just
5: it becomes such a like depending on where you grew up and like just whatever like was good pizza wherever you were at the time mm-hmm. or like you can develop such weird nostalgia for pizza that you now recognize is actually pretty fucking weird. <laughs> like yeah. on that same trip, uh, MK, MK and I were staying in downtown Sin and pizza. we went to Aurelio's Pizza and I had been in Aurelio's in like 12 years, maybe. And this was just a pretty standard pizza joint in northwest Indiana, Chicago. Um, but we're both sitting there being like. I could cry with happiness. This is amazing. <laughs> it was sweet as hell. They do a weird thing where they um, put a ton of Parmesan on and then like somehow maybe broil the top. So film like creates, you know, oh, like Parmesan, like a crisp.
4: Yeah, um, I know exactly what you mean. They kind of
5: do huh. that to like finish the pizza. And it's kind of a weird touch, <laughs> but like it's interesting and like creates a fun texture. And I'm like. It's like this
4: a crispy a, crunch, and then like a cheesy. Stretch. Yeah,
5: yeah, yeah. You oh, got really well. interesting. Yeah, you crunch through, and then it's like the gooey, delicious, gooey, yeah. like pizza innards. But also, the sauce is very sweet because you know the Midwest and such. Mm-hmm. Um, so, God forbid, like things not be sweet as hell.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, there's a there's a mm-hmm. uh, the, the, my version of that is a place called Garibaldi's, which has gone all mm-hmm. but extinct except for one. It is just, the, I mean, it's. I understand grease can be part of the cooking process, but it is though they cook it and then go, what this thing needs is actually the spare grease that we have sitting around <laughs> in the restaurant. Let's dump it on. And that's like the defining oh feature of the Garibaldi's pizza is that you're not so much eating it as much as the grease is just like lubing your mouth for it to like slide on down to your stomach. And it is far and away. It had like – private like defined itself because – Um, like if you went to high school and then got either you were young enough and had an older friend that had a car so you could get off your school campus, uh, for that lunch period to get stuff that wasn't right around you or in the, in the lunchroom, this place was like just close enough. We could go, they had the deal that everyone could afford, you know, like two slices and a Coke for, you know, six bucks or whatever, you know, 20 Mm. years ago. And, uh, I've gone. I eat there once probably every five years to remind myself, it's not good. But it makes me feel so good to eat it once every five years. And like yeah, that's- that is
4: that is the that is the curse of childhood pizza. It's All like right. your childhood pizza, even if it's dog shit. Ren. Yeah.
5: We've shown figure. now it's yeah, time We've, we've tell. been vulnerable. I, yeah.
4: I grew up in I grew up in rural motherfucking Ohio. You think I've had access to good pizza? I will tell you about no, pizza. No, but I think you no. had,
5: you thought there was good pizza nearby that you <laughs> yeah, enjoyed. I
3: did you not. thought there, you, I know, you had no. something in your no, life let
4: be, that Let me be Let me be real Resembled pizza. Also, I grew up pizza.
3: in fucking Florida. This, is, this <laughs> my <laughs> like my dollar slice there, there there is no dollar slice, which is why I have to say yeah. the dollar slice just a specific so, type of thing.
4: There we we're a few places. There was actually a place at the mall where you could get a dollar slice. Uh, like the local like dog shit mall, not like the good mall in one mm-hmm. town over. Two or three malls. Yeah, there's there's <laughs> the there's the mall in my small tiny ass hometown of twenty thousand people, and then there's the mall that actually has things that people go to in the other city over, which is in Canton. And so, the mall in Canton, fine. The mall in Alliance, fucking dog shit, awful, hell place, fucking the worst thing on earth. But they did have Napoli's and Napoli's did a like traditional New York style thin, cr- thin crust, big ass slices Buy by the slice pizza. Um, that was actually like pr- pretty good, um, pretty salty, not salt. You know what I mean? When I say mm-hmm. salty, like not like actively salty, but pretty like it was a strong pizza, pretty greasy, but like, you know, it was like it was, good, it was really good for mall pizza uh but they shut down uh the other hometown pizza that, that i ate a lot um that actually opened really relatively recently uh it was also like a new york style pizza place that had like i was the only one in my family who liked it everyone else fucking hated it uh because i'm gonna send you a picture of this pizza the pizza that my stepfather loved and i fucking hate is from this place called Giannino's. Uh, And I I mean, it's fine. It's... uh, These are all way better than... uh, Let me see if I can find a good picture. Oh, you're trying to find a real depiction of
5: these pizzas and not their bullshit like photoshopped. So
3: see, Ren had an answer to this that was not a big chain for the childhood pizza question of like, what is that childhood slide? Like, cause in Florida we had Jack all, there was a Sbarro's in the, in the mall. Yeah, and Saba- pizza I, mean, Hut. I feel like Sbarro's is I that mean, for is a lot of people. This I had is a, have a the local mall.
4: chain. This is a like semi-local chain. Yeah. Like Gene Nino's pizza. If you look at their locations, they have a total of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 10. Got like 50 locations, but they're all in Ohio. Uh, it is like an Ohio specific chain. That are all actually northeast holy shit one sec let me show you the fucking market share of this goddamn pizza place this is insane
3: <laughs> this is fucking absolutely it was, insane it was all um, pizza hut at home until the very very late whoa wow they're all over you see this
2: what's funny about this is that like one of this the more popular is pizza places in illinois is just gino's east but it's it's to the west of this,
4: of this joint. <laughs> so they just hyper this region. This yeah. is hyper-saturating Northeast Ohio. Yeah. Like, like hyper-hyper-saturated. We're talking multiple Gianninos locations per town. Like Akron, Ohio has one, two, three, oh, it seems like four Gianninos. Amazing. Um, but I'm trying to get a photo of what their pizza looks like. It is this like very doughy, Come on, you fucking lie. There we go. That is the picture that I'm looking for. That is Giannino's to me.
3: Ooh.
2: Love it. I would eat it. That yeah. was pretty good, honestly. I'm like, it's yeah. It's fine. It's... That's some big dough. That's some big I mean, like it's dough. thick
4: dough. I'm a little concerned about the big dough. Oh, you got some thick dough pizza. The, the thick dough is good. The <laughs> okay. problem is the cheese.
5: Oh, no. Because
4: yeah. I the like cheese, the blistering there.
5: I love the the, the blistering. Yep.
4: There's no stretchiness. There is absolutely no. There's no pull to it. There's no stretchiness. It is just fucking crunch, and like the blistering is good, except when it's all crunch, and at which point it's like kind of it's also just like the greasiest pizza I've ever interacted with. It is the fastest way to make me very sick. Uh, is eating <laughs> a Genie and S pizza. Here's another. Here's another good Genie and JPEG. But my trash pizza. My garbage pizza. My like. I need to eat this pizza to feel something. Pizza, you know.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: My family got Little Caesars a lot when
2: I was oh a kid God. growing up. What's the What was <laughs> the uh, the one to go that you, you they'd have five, like the five dollar hot and ready? Hot and um, ready. Um, that and they hot would have those at like a um target or a walmart yeah, yeah. Like, it's not it's not like people think oh you go to a target or a walmart i guess it's more of a walmart thing there will be like a subway or something like that right. like this was not an actual like restaurant setup it no. would just be like where the candy is and where <laughs> the national Enquirer is there's also some hot and ready pizzas well, now, this to take ins- and now this isn't now this is
4: fucking insane to me i have no idea what the fuck <laughs> you're talking about patrick this is demented yeah um i didn't know that this was a thing but instead i just had like my family would just get like hot and ready, so like probably like once a week, maybe. And it's just like g- it's easy good, garbage fine. cardboard pizza. You know, mm-hmm. it t- it is the most cardboardy crust you've ever fucked with in your entire life. That shit's unseasoned. It is. It is. But it's pizza. Pizza so, awful. I mean, it's we double would, the pizza. We would always but get. It the, does uh, something to my brain <laughs> that I cannot help but respect.
3: When I go back to Florida, I I will often get a Pizza Hut. Because we would always get the pan pizza, which is a very specific thing that I don't think actually exists outside of the Pizza Hut sphere anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, do people do that? Like a pan pizza is in like
4: a... It's like a... Between a deep dish and a...
3: It's like not... No, it's like know what you mean. It's just like the... I mean, it's doughy, but the type of dough is very airy. It's strange. It's a very doughy, thick crust. It's a very thick... It's thick but it's not pizza. It's bread. It's like it's their breadstick dough. Actually, they use the same dough for their breadsticks and their crust. So it's like you're eating a bread pizza toppings on on top of when you bite it, (laughs) when
4: you bite it and then you look at the pizza from the side. You can see the ways in which your teeth have basically collapsed air bubbles. In the crust. This is what you are describing. You're talking about the kind of like. You the know pan what I mean? Pizza. The, like, yeah, this photo that, I got oh, these the photos of the from a
2: comparison of pan pizza to deep dish, and they picked the most—the most horrifying, the horrifying dish. photo <laughs> of a deep. <laughs> I don't I know what, what you're talking, talking about, Patrick. That's type. what is deep that dish, that like dish is. And that's why a it's fucking horrible.
4: Deep dish pizza. This is the ugliest fucking pizza I've ever seen. I want to be pushed
3: down. The in stairs. my mind, when I think of deep dish, that's what it looks like, and that's why I don't think that's pizza.
2: Kato, someday, come out. I'll, t- I'll give you the Piqua's experience. Got some good beer. We'll go to a zoo. You know, like, I'll, I'll give you the Rob. You can meet my we'll kid. She's older. Zoo. She's a little sassier now. Like, I mean, you can have the whole tour.
3: <laughs> this so looks like I know that's what people on...
2: think. That's this... what people think deep dishes. It looks like two pizzas exist. stuck so on top funny. of each other. But that is not, that is not really... That looks like someone threw up and put it in the oven. Oh, what's wild, really? it's like... it.
3: There's the outfit. layer okay. of cheese is so thick that I thought it was a crust at first on top. Mm-hmm. Okay. It looks like a there's a bottom crust and a top crust on this thing almost.
2: I'm going to delete this photo. I you.
5: need y'all to understand this is not <laughs> I don't want to look at it anymore. This is not the most flattering picture.
4: Mhm. Uh-huh.
5: Like the lighting is not great. Uh-huh. Okay. But I think given that is you understand working? you understand what I wh- where I'm coming from here. Sure. Oh, look at that grease.
3: Ah, oh, that uh, yellow is now.
5: there are a, a lot. little, yeah. So it's like it's <laughs> it's definitely the, the temperature's too cool on this. That's called you gotta my paper, mouth.
4: You got to paper towel this pizza off before yeah. you eat it. Otherwise, yeah. this yeah. is fucking delicious looking.
5: Uh, well, so it's a little greasier than I think normal. Usually, um, bit of hot pizza actually. Usually, there's a lot more uh, rosemary on it as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, so this is kind of what I grew up on. Um, and that to me, like I've been chasing that. Uh, and the closest I've come is the. So this is where I've really fucked myself. Mm-hmm. I can make pizza better than any place in Boston except for uh, Pinocchio's in Cambridge.
4: Wow, Rob, re- Rob, really wow. fucking out here with the, I can make it's pizza not no, any
5: place it is Boston. not. That is not a bold statement. That <laughs> it's is not like, hard. Like this, I, I, I can, I can,
2: I can back this. Like we, our family got on the like Friday we make, we we order pizza and then it became like the one, like why was like, what if we do? Okay, making the dough, maybe Rob does it, maybe he doesn't, but you can just buy dough for like a couple dollars. I think Rob
4: makes his dough. Let's be honest. Yeah, but
2: what I'm saying saying is you don't even have to do that. If you just buy your own dough Mm -hmm. like at a grocery store, it's a couple of dollars. If that's all you do, like the pizza is a thousand times better than like most things you'll buy and at that point all you're doing is rolling it out Throwing no, sauce, cheese, no, whatever the topic is. This it cannot takes, be it's so
4: can fucking good. Uh, this is, here's this the thing. is Well, what maybe pan this looks is because like. of the, the situation of my home. I ha- I've had people do this. I've had people do this. And every time it was a fucking massive L. Every Wait, single time mind. I've seen a person I think try bad to make at a it homemade pizza. It seems very hard it's to screw been up. Fucking <laughs> mid, mid
3: at best. You just gotta get a good uh, pizza stone, and then you're all set. So get a fucking rock to put in your oven. This it makes it better,
2: but th- yes, the the, the 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 bottom side of the pizza does cook better with that, but it's not required. I don't think. I would say, Patrick, this is just about
5: as easy as buying your own dough from the store. As buying dough from the store. All right. So this <laughs> is. Uh huh. Okay. This is a beautiful Sicilian pizza uh, with pepperoni. And yeah. So this and is tomatoes. basically a reverse-engineered Prince Street Pizza recipe. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, which is probably my favorite pizzeria in New York. Though people did point out it uh, it radiates Blue Lives Matter energy, which is pretty true. Uh, it's like photos. It's like photos <laughs> so sorry, like of
4: said. like oh, it's photos of
5: politicians, old New York celebrities, and like cops. Uh at that the place. Photos.
4: Oh my fucking god. Yeah, there's no looking at this wall. Oh my god. There's Chris Carter. Uh there is. Is that is that Richard Nixon? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Look, I'm not shocked Richard? this recipe includes making the dough and making the sauce. I skipped we skip those steps. But that's the pizza, Patrick. <laughs> You'll love it. That is I'm not, You'll love I it. bet it's I bet it's awesome. I'm just saying. You don't have to go no, all the don't. way to 120 percent to have far superior than like around the corner pizza. Yeah, even yeah. even and, as well, i right. still and that's, say, and I that's, love that's around the like
5: it's pizza. like this it's so. If I lived good. in New York, I would almost never make pizza because sure. I would just be like,
2: I'm gonna <laughs> pick can, the. Yeah. I'm in the yeah, I'm in the suburbs. Like part yeah. of this is like I I did a thing when I lived in San Francisco. We eventually found a a deep dish place that we thought was pretty good. But then it like dawned upon me the second time I ate, it, it was like, "No, I've just forgotten. Like, I don't know what good is anymore. This is just the closest thing I can get to yeah. like, igniting these synapses in my brain.: and that's, and
4: that's the thing is, that's actually one of the problems I have living in New York is that this is a grim admittance I'm about to do.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: It has been a very long time since I cooked. Like a, like a really... <laughs> since really, you've gotten to New York, you really mean? really long time since I cooked. Yeah, it's... I'll, it's, be, I'll uh, be honest. It's, it's it can re- be a problem.
5: Wait, are we, is this a pretty comprehensive definition of cooking? We're like scrambling some eggs.
4: Yeah, dog. This okay. is a pretty comprehensive definition of cooking. I mean, when the corner okay. stores
3: got you, red, like the fucking... the uh, I mean, baked, look. Egg and cheese sandwiches in the morning, ready my- to go.
4: It's also worth noting that I eat less than a normal person because my brain is sick. That is also like worth noting here that I do forget to eat very frequently. And so cooking is like, I forget to eat until I'm so hungry that I'm like, I'm going to die. At which point it's like, I got to order food or I'm going to fucking pass Out of
5: curiosity, is it, cause mm-hmm. is it mm-hmm. like the conditions that suppress the appetite or is it the medications that suppress the appetite?
4: Uh, it's mostly ADHD causing me to not realize that I'm hungry and also not really caring. And also like I, I, um, this is, this is a little fun fact about old Renata. Um, the fastest way to overstimulate me and cause me to dissociate, put me in a grocery store, put me in a grocery or department store and you will see my (laughs) eyes unfocus (laughs) The speed at which my brain shuts down, like you've put a fucking curtain on top of it. This, the moment I enter a store with multiple aisles, we're gone. She's gone. She's passed away. Someone remember her. I have, she can't remember who she is. I have just had evaporated.
3: To. Yep. yep you yeah. I can't enter enter a grocery store without a very specific list, or I will not leave the grocery store for three hours. I mean, sometimes you just need.
2: Sometimes (laughs) the place to get the beer is just around the corner. Um, Yeah, but also like this was after like
5: after MK had a car accident. There were like weird little like lingering symptoms from the concussion, and one of them was like one day she walked into the grocery store, got a call ten minutes later, and she's like, "You need to come pick me up from the grocery store."
1: Yeah, (laughs) no, that is.
5: She's like, I'm sitting in the car and I can't go into the grocery store. So could you come here and take me home? And I was like, Yep, here I come.
4: One of my friends, uh, one of, like in rural Ohio, the default like activity that people like to do. Oh, did you hang like, out at like the Meijer? Just be go to a Walmart, mm-hmm. for example. Like, <laughs> people just motherfuckers yep. go to a Walmart. It's big and and security nothing, guards can't track you the entire and time. Nothing would cause me more motherfucking distress than pe- when people were like, "Let's all go to Walmart" and be like, "Let's all go hang out at Walmart." And I get in the fucking car and I walk in through the doors. I think I think the specific thing with Walmart is. Nothing casts a shadow in Walmart. Mhm, mhm. Think mm-hmm. about the lighting ray on the ceilings. <laughs> Not a single object in that building. Oh, I casts love the horror movie aspect of it. It's so flat. So yep. And because nothing diffused. casts a shadow, nothing feels real. Not a single <laughs> fucking object in the Walmart feels real. So basically, I walk into a space that doesn't feel real because nothing is casting shadows and there's flat light on everything. And it is also completely overstimulating to my very sick brain. And basically, I would just be like, eyes unfocused walking forward and desperately asking people not to get on scooters in the walmart as i'm just like being like please please don't make a scene please don't make a scene please don't make a scene While we, were well, we hanging out
2: somehow because this is this, this is very this is very much what my friends my, my friends loved and i did love it to hang
5: out in the fucking lawn furniture section of Myers grocery
3: yes yeah
5: and it was weird because it's like we could just hang out in somebody's backyard,
2: but no, 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 no. It's so much funnier to do it in the store.
3: See, Florida until until you can drive. Florida is so spread out that none of this. We would have to. We would have to hang out to things in vicinity of the school and usually that's nothing because it's the suburbs and everything is like miles away you require a car to get anywhere Well, no that's so, this is
4: also true for me i didn't have i didn't have friends i hung out with until i was 16
3: and it was just like once i was 16 once i was in high school uh we were all art nerds because we were in an art performing arts high school so we never did anything except work Fucking can do yeah we just stayed after school to do our artwork <laughs> so it's always very funny to see like uh you know media of what high school is cuz that is not the experience i had at all it's like a different fucking alien universe of like people do what in high school yeah and the I'm drugs freaking... part actually was kind of worse because art but <laughs> everything else was totally different <laughs>
4: um Yeah, no, that was the default activity was basically... I mean, the other thing is I was, like, president of a robotics team, and so that's most of what I did after high school um, was doing, like, tech crew on theater programs. And... um, What's that, Rob? You lit up when I said I did tech crew. (laughs) Did it? Did things just click into place for you? Yeah, some things clicked into place. Some things clicked into place.
5: Like like a keycap settling on a switch.
4: (laughs) Keycap settling on a switch. Listen, I'm not a listen. I'm not a theater kid. I refuse to. I refuse Hmm. to carry that fucking banner. I would rather. I would rather get Zapruder filmed than. Than than carry the banner of a theater kit. However, I will say that I did work on Tech Crow, which is to say that I was the theater. I was a person in the theater program who desperately wanted everyone to be ninety nine point nine nine percent more chill. Yep. 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 Yep.
5: Well, we should probably record a
4: podcast.
0: <laughs>
1: i
5: you what's good internet it's march 17th 2022 and you it's march 18th 2022 and you are listening to waypoint radio episode 468 i'm your host rob zachney and i'm joined today on overshare theater by patrick Klepik. i'm still thinking about that pizza though that's why we call it Overshare Theater, Patrick. We didn't nobody nobody needed to see that, but you're like, I'm I delete drop this I deleted it, it. It's not in the
2: group chat. You put not. it on Twitter. <laughs> you put, I it, did on put Twitter. it on yeah, Twitter. I did. I had to move it. I took it from my brain here and then put it to the thing that scrolls away. Beautiful. Key grip and lighting coordinator Renata price.
4: Uh, I didn't know who Overshare Theater was a read on, and I'm glad to hear that it was everybody. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that it was all of us. Kind of just a kind of just a, a broadside against the waypoint radio crew
5: <laughs> and our producer, druggies in art school make me feel weird, Ricardo Contreras.
3: <laughs> no, not weird. I'm just saying they're this. It's no, no, no. <sighs> Cotto
4: said what he said. He said that people who do, who do drugs that I don't do make me uncomfortable and I'm afraid of them. My name's Cotto, and I think <laughs> classism is cool.
3: No, I said that. The only thing that carried over between regular high school and art school is drugs, is that we had more of them.
2: Ricardo, <laughs>
4: addiction is a choice,
2: Contreras.
4: <laughs> wow.
2: Well, thanks everyone for tuning into Waypoint Radio. Uh, send all your questions to uh, <laughs> Mandatory
5: Minimums <laughs> Contreras. I think, check it in.
3: I think they should. I think it should be fine.
5: They should be and fine. By fine, he means straight edge.
3: No! Cut off,
4: cut off things, I think you should be, fine, people should be fine for using Not. drugs. That way only rich people can do drugs without consequences.
5: You know what's uh. really cool and transgressive? Sobriety. So let me tell you what we've been up to lately. We we're talking about pizzas. I don't know if you're in here, all that. We were talking about I, having I, little freakouts at Did, the grocery we,
3: store. Do we need to cut any of that?
5: Nope. So before we get into pizza, what we've all been playing, though. let me say about the game I've been playing.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: A little game called Pimp My Keyboard. <laughs> Mind you, there's there are sites. I think there's a site called Pimp My Keyboard. There I'm currently on it Pimp trying to keyboard. find keycaps. Because yeah. uh, we had a really good idea for a segment on our stream at the end of the month. Uh, next weekend, in fact. Uh, Friday and Saturday. We are doing a little... Dates.
4: The 25th and 26th of it's March. Which is Friday and Saturday. Saturday. I've, ne- well, I've I'm never seen
2: Sometimes a deer in the headlights just. I was. Because I was asked Rob, this yesterday. I was like, how? Rob, I already
4: forgot. Rob just looked like he walked into a grocery store. <laughs>
2: <laughs> one aisle Rob, is 25, one aisle is 26. Rob walked you? into
4: a grocery store and fucking. Boop, gone.
5: So. During last stream, we're going to be playing video games. We're going to be testing our stream all of Friday, making sure it's good. We're going to finally play Kato's neglected and unwanted and unwisely purchased copy of the Bloodborne board game.
3: I uh, we're finally break the seal on that. Say, oh, my God.
5: <laughs> we, we hear that Inscription has gotten a patch. Finally, Inscription will be good. No, love Inscription. Can't <laughs> wait for... Casey's Mod gonna play all day and by all day I mean a sensible like maybe 90 minute two hour segment with Natalie and some rotation of the crew Uh, but we also had the idea wouldn't it be fun wouldn't it be fun and wouldn't it be funny if Renata and Rob built a custom keyboard
2: Mm -hmm. get Rob keypilled Get Rob Keyboard. And also, that part part already happened, so, like, mission accomplished. Like, (laughs) you're saying the the mission of this was to build a keyboard, I don't know if that was ever the mission. I think the mission's been accomplished, and the keyboard maybe comes out of it. How are we doing, Ren?
5: How are we we doing on this project?
4: So we've we've done the very successful we've got we've been successful in picking out parts for a theoretical keyboard that would look and feel fucking phenomenal it would look feel and sound absolutely sublime
5: mhm love
4: it it would it would be incredible the problem is that every single motherfucking component on this goddamn keyboard with the exception of the switches and the case is is lost to the wind fucking scattered to the <laughs> void because the keyboard marketplace is an enthusiast market made up of fucking weirdos who sell everything at a, at at cost and sell everything in like big group buys so you've got one shot you've got one shot to get those keycaps you think are pretty cool and after that They're fucking gone, and it's your fault you missed them, and fuck you. (laughs) is kind of the attitude the community has. And maybe, maybe you could go on Reddit and buy them secondhand. But probably not. And so Rob and I have been trying to acquire the components for an Ergodox Infinity, which is a split keyboard uh, designed to be, like, ergonomically comfortable, um, keeping your arms shoulder-width apart, So you put less strain on your shoulders and wrists um, that can be used with each side independent of one another. And we have chosen an Ergodox Infinity so that each side can be independent of one another because it would allow a one Robert Zachney to prop his arm in, in, in the lap of luxury, prop his arm upon the side of his couch and tippy tap away on his little keyboard while his right hand moves freely on his other side with his mouse as he plays a personal computer game
5: <laughs> on his couch. Curse me, I'm going to need a little stand for a little mouse pad.
4: He, Rob Zachney, wishes to do a dreadful thing, some would say, and <laughs> abandon his lip dog.
3: His why did dog, you say it like that? <laughs> lip dog. <laughs> the,
4: the lip dog.
5: Why
3: did you, why did you erase the A? why did you spell it l p d g because we know you're an audiophile and you love lps right you're always spinning those Uh, records rob's lapdog uh is being put down uh
4: and or
5: maybe not at the rate we are going what we're going to stream is me installing a k70 from corsair into the lapdog
4: jesus christ um so yeah it's been it's been hard out here for us. Um, the parts that we were using and looking for were a um, Ergodox Infinity PCB uh, being set in a dark bamboo stained wooden case uh, from Falbotak. Um That is available. The PCB is not because fuck us. Um, Gateron Alias switches, which are the switches that I personally use with my own keyboard, which sounds very good and pretty. Um, sounds like this.
5: It never gets
3: mm. old. Mm. Delightful.
4: Glorious. Those will show up on the recording. Um, <laughs> and the uh, switches, uh, sorry, the, uh, and again, I want everyone to kind of give Rob the benefit of the doubt here before i say the name of these fucking switches that uh, these keycaps i want to, i want everyone to to grant rob the kindness of knowing that we have chosen or we're trying to choose the version of these keycaps that do not have any hiragana on them
5: <laughs> uh for people do that, that is just, what what is that and why he, is it such an issue in the keyboard space
4: hiragana is the basically like Uh, It's a form of, like, Japanese script um, used for, like, identifying, like, it's a syllabic script um, that you use to basically put together the components of, like, various words. It's, like, an alternate writing system that's, like, often used when kids are still learning how to read kanji. um, And it's, like, very, like, beginner-friendly. And it's also, like, if you are typing in Japanese, generally you use hiragana to, like, Assemble the pieces of a particular kanji, and then you select the given kanji from the combination of hiragana that you've used. Um, totally normal and reasonable thing. Hiragana keyboards, shout out. The problem is <laughs> that the keyboard community has a real, real Wiiboard orientalist. I think is maybe the way yeah, to put it. Has a real orientalist <laughs> bent, <laughs> where you will find. A disproportionate number of keycap but sets man, wait. with both uh, alphanumeric, like Latin alpha, alphanumeric, like characters and also Kitagata Are on the same sure? keycap.
5: Are we sure that it isn't just a reflection of maybe there's a robust Japanese keyboard community and like the fabrication serves both communities at once mm. and maybe it's not a weird orientalist thing at all never mind the the name of rob's keycaps is key.
4: the wow. uh is the gmk red samurai Is <laughs> <laughs> the name of that particular keycap set and and this is not a read on rob i would like to i'd like to i'd like to step in rob's defense for just one moment and say that The wine and graphite and gold color combination of the GMK Red Samurai is gorgeous. It is so fucking pretty. It's a really, really nice color combination that only exists with the GMK Red Samurai because we are cursed by a cruel and faithless god. (laughs) Um, And so we have been trying to find the. Hedagonalis red samurai that work with an ergodox, or a set of keycaps that that would look good with the dark wood stained ergodox infinity that we're looking for.
5: And it seems like also we might have made a horrible decision by getting so wedded to ergodox so early, because it does feel like the minute you start saying like, "Hey, narrow is DSA keycaps versus cherry." selection just collapses
4: selection does collapse and the thing is that different key so for non keyboard weirdos uh there are different profiles of keycaps um basically different like sculptings on them and dsa are uniform so all four of your rows of keys are going to have the exact same sculpting cherry are sculpted in that every row is slightly different which means that if you like me type with dvorak and you got a set of cherry keycaps you would not be able to rearrange your keys to fit the Dvorak layout because you would have a bunch of different keycap profiles and when your fingers would move across them, you would want to perish. You would want to turn to sand. Uh, you would want to be like that scene from uh, Spider-Man 2 uh, where the Sandman reaches for a locket and he can't grab it. His hands just go through it and then he has to like focus a lot harder. Is this Spider-Man 2 or Spider-Man 3?
3: I think this is Spider-Man. I don't remember this. Four. I mean, free.
5: Wait, the, we'll go, the, the reboot? The Sandman. No, Sandman's
3: in no. and Andrew, Andrew yeah. Garfield. The,
4: the Andrew Garfield one. You have to reach for it and your, your hand the first goes to the, the second locket. One and then you I have to remember. focus more and you actually can grab the locket. And you kind of like, if you do that, <laughs> it'll be terrible for you. What I'm saying is if you use multiple, like if you rearrange them. The goal then is to find a cherry profile that is built for a cherry set of cherry keycaps that has an Ergo Plank set built in. Or mixing and matching DSA profile keycaps, which are consistent across the board. Those are our two options. Is basically stick with all cherry with an Ergo Plank.
5: And we're not even confident that cherry with an Ergo Plank would feel
4: good. No, we are. We're the, like relatively the, confident that, okay. that cherry with which we, we just can't mix cherry and DSI. The,
3: okay. the Sandman is in Spider-Man three. The last Topher. I was gonna say. I was gonna one, correct yeah. it, but I didn't want to be a jerk. No, 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 no. It no, was not important. No. I, thank look, you, <laughs> Ka- thank you,
2: Patrick.
4: No, <laughs> don't,
2: don't be gone, no. yeah,
3: yeah, Patrick. This is a, this is. You already moved
2: is... on. I was like, I'm not gonna. I'm not. gonna for hey. the podcast.
3: There's been a bunch of those. movies. There's a bunch of. There's been a bunch of those movies. I even. I sometimes forget that Andy Garfield did this. It's totally okay. Yeah, you can yeah, did, us, Patrick. not very good, but he This is kindness good. room. You saw the last one, right, Patrick? Oh, yeah, he was so good. He was good in that. that. Moment, he was good that in moment that. moment when he... <laughs> and the only thing...
2: I rewatched all those films, the entire canon before the movie, and... entire canon? Entire
3: canon. Yeah, I went to
2: Andrew Garfield's, hey. the Ramies, and... You're sp- that's that, spoiling it, something for the last for the
3: last movie, I think.
2: Oh, that movie's out on VOD now. Come on. <laughs> uh But, uh my wife only sat down to watch like the second half of the second one. She's like, I'm not watching these amazing Spider-Man movies. It's like, that's the right call do anything but that. <laughs> but she did see the thing that happens like at the end of amazing Spider-Man two, which gets a reference in, in no way home. That is mm, beautiful. Yeah. Anyway, keep going keyboards.
4: keyboards. So yeah, that is the current state of our keyboard situation. It's not great, which is to say that, um, to the tw- is 20 is 20,000. To the number of, At to the n- that's how much 20.
2: Rob's spending yeah. on these keyboards. To <laughs> the big <laughs> number
4: of people who listen to waypoint radio every week. Yeah. If you are key pilled.
2: Oh, and, and
5: by the way, if you love the Hiragana keyboards, keyboard, so do we. We just, you know, we, we understand we have to be sensitive uh, to some of the appropriation issues around that. But like, if you are down with that and also you have uh, like components that might be useful to us, um, we think that's valid and you have great taste, honestly.
4: If you have components that are useful to us. Um, <laughs> um, otherwise, cancel. Um, if you have a lead on an Ergodox Infinity PCB, a set of Mass Drop Red Sun, Red Samurai, Ergo Plank set, or A really good wine red, burgundy, or graphite set of cherry profile or DSA keycaps that we can get.
2: So, the soonest anyone can respond to this is like 3 p.m. Eastern on Friday.
4: I know. We will pay for rapid shipping. Oh, yeah. I will pay for rapid shipping. We will get these. And you know what? You will know in your heart of hearts that you not only helped a poor Robert Zachney. Struggling in the cold. Every night, Robert Zagny is standing Not out in the poor, cold. poor
2: is the word I'm using for this. No, word. no, no,
4: I am. A poor Robert Zagny every night, standing in the cold on the street, wrapping a blanket around himself, yelling, Hello, sir, can I please get a small of keycaps? And people are yelling sir. this. I
5: have trouble taking a coin. My fingers are curled from the lap dog.
4: <laughs> I've used these many years. And he's yeah. shouting this at passing cars. Oh, fuck. And they're driving by. Oh, no. One of the cars. It hit a puddle. It splashed water on Rob. Oh, look at how the wind oh. chills his bones. Oh, my foot.
5: Oh, we're the only, trench foot is coming back.
4: We're, we're only in Jesus mid-March. Christ. Sometimes it still snows in mid-March. Rob is standing out there in the cold. Oh, the sleet. And you could help him. And you could also watch him have to lube these fucking switches. On Saturday's stream, as, <clears throat> as penance <laughs> for your kindness, Robert Zachney will not only pay you for these components, but he will also lube these switches in as an act of as an act of public charity.
1: Yes.
5: I so will. please
4: help us in these trying times, Waypoint listeners.
5: So that's what I've been up to. What have y'all been
3: up to? Wait, I wonder we live in New York. Is there not a single place no. that does bespoke? No. I feel like this must exist. Everything exists. In I, no, see unique. in the
5: New York of our dreams. Yeah. Like, in you'd have to Like New York if the spirit of New York in the seventies still existed, the minute the keyboard subculture sprang into being, there would have been a twenty four seven like keyboard shop.
4: There would have been a weird fucking dude yep. who who just had a house. Landlords a, ain't gonna let apartment. you
5: operate that space anymore. Exactly. You can't you can't make you can't make make your bank. Duncan's could go in there instead. But hey, I know not everybody is key pilled. I <laughs> look fondly back on the time before I was key pilled. When I was just a humble gamer playing my games on whatever came to hand, like Patrick. Patrick What have you been playing lately? Because we're not allowed to talk about Elden Ring, but you kicked the habit.
2: I did. I have not played Elden Ring in one, two, three, four. Four, I guess as of today, four days. Um, Thank you for sharing that with us, Patrick. Granted, I did make it to um, some sort of dungeon in that game where there were what I can only describe as spider fingers on the ceiling and said... Maybe I don't need to play this game anymore. Um spider and, uh, fingers.
4: Spider fingers, yeah. Those are those that is an enemy type in this game. It's just human hands with a bunch of yeah. extra fingers that Okay, will recommend- I was just gonna
5: ask if part of Patrick's arachnophobia was maybe just a lack of understanding of like <laughs> like <laughs> does he know what a spider is? Or have we kind of been like
2: confused about the if, whole thing. If situation? I never look at a spider, then you can't then I can't visually process it. No, yeah, I uh yeah, there's. A, a, we did a stream of it um, the same morning that we're recording this. That's up on our, our Twitch channel. It'll be up on, on uh, YouTube.com slash Waypoint Advice soon enough of uh, Tunic, um, which is a game that I think, I don't know. Ricardo, did we stream that when Austin and I did those demos? Did, was Tunic one of those that we did? I don't. I can't remember.
3: Was it?
4: There's Ren, been a previous to extreme. I believe there was a previous yes. to extreme. Yeah, I chat. think we the might. The chat have, was um, like, "Oh, you've done this like a couple here. years ago."
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, we did that sometime last year with Austin. Um, I, I will say, I, I I don't think that demo fully conveyed the the what is interesting about that game. Tunic is a uh, a uh, an action adventure game, uh, in which you play as a cute little fox that wakes up on an island ask sort of environment. Uh, you are given no guidance on why you're there, what you are to do. But if you <laughs> hit, hit uh, left bumper on your controller, sure seems there's like three icons you need to fill to achieve a task. Um, and you just sort of step foot forward and have to figure out what you do next. Uh, it's a game that is really about mystery, about poking and prodding the environment that you're in, about, uh, trying to grasp at the limited information that is presented to you and making guesses at what you should do with that information. Um, I guess what I, what I mean by that is that uh, like the first signpost you come across in a game. And this game is like heavily inspired by Zelda one specifically. Um, You, you come across like a, you know, a signpost. It's like, Oh, I'll, I'll interact with this. And this will, this will certainly tell me what's in front of me or a place to go. And it is in front of a door um except that when you when you interact with it you it, it is presented in a language that you cannot decipher um and that is your first indication that this is a game that's going to be playing with sort of like language and interface and uh sort of knowledge uh in a way that i have found tremendously interesting fascinating it is is tickled my brain in a way that i can't really remember since playing a game like fez um uh this is a game that uh I was explaining this in the stream. There are things you can do as a character that are vital to exploring, interacting with the world that uh, you can do right off the the bat if you knew what to do with your controller. And these are not things that require you, like, grasping the controller in strange ways or uh, doing something that when you find out, it's like, oh, geez, well, if I just knew I had to, like – hold three buttons and hit up down left it's not a cheat code i mean it's like it's actually like fairly basic interactions that just are not presented to the player are always present um but it's a game that is very careful about how it dishes out knowledge it has it has the sort of standard action adventure things of like well the reason you can't you know uh get across this gap is because you don't have the grappling hook equivalent that stuff does exist here um but the most interesting things that are happening in tunic are uh you know I don't under like a very basic spoiler is um, uh, I don't understand how to run. And it's not, you don't run in this game by holding a run button. You run in this game by rolling and then holding the roll button. And then your character goes off on a sprint and you discover this because scattered throughout Tunic are uh, little pages from a instruction manual. that seem to be describing at least a version of the game you are playing um, the world in it you are in is slightly different than the world that seems to be presented on these instruction manual pages, but there's enough information there that it's applicable uh, to what you're doing as the player. And so and you'll pick up a, a scrap of this uh, book that says, Hey, if you hold a after rolling, you know, you can start running or l- look at the, uh, and
3: to be the, clear the, the, that it's yeah. in, it's in the tunic language. It's in that language. You can't read that doesn't that we don't, we're not sure whether it's a cipher or a different language, but the way yes, that it, uh,
2: andrew Sholdice, the uh the, the design yeah. like one of the designers of, of the main developer on the game he worked with a team as the game um um was in development but lo- a lot of this was done by one person um uh was at, ren asked in the chat when we were streaming cuz andrew was in the chat uh was like what's you know is this like fez in which fez also has a language that is uh indecipherable at the start but there are ciphers um to help you um pick it apart. Is this like a, a pro, like a language that has like its own grammar and like its own, like broader structure. Um, and Andrew's response was basically, I don't know what you're talking about. You do that language. to me in an interview <laughs> and now that we're goofing on a stream. But if you do that to mm-hmm. me in an interview and you answer
5: that way, Oh, I'm coming across that table. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. I'm and doing
3: don't what? cross Rob yeah. <laughs> Um But what, what I was trying to say is that those pages, most of the, most of the text is, is this language that you can't read. And then yeah. the way it still communicates the things it wants to communicate is through these uh, very cute diagrams that are are mm-hmm. still clear without the accompanying text. And s- some diagrams that are a little less clear, but that's part of the fun of the mystery. It's like, what does that mean exactly? What is that trying to tell me, even though I can't read uh, what the little hint that it's giving me in the hint? Yeah, box? it's like you're trying to... You Basically,
2: a lot of this game wants you to experiment yeah. like, to, to a degree that... Um, uh, you know, when you pick up an item, when you when you like uh, either like it is dropped by an enemy or you buy one, you know you don't know what it does. There's no, there is an item description, you just can't read it. <laughs> and so the first hour of this game, I'm collecting like five or six items. Um, I'm doing my normal like Resident Evil survival horror thing of like, well, I'll just keep collecting these items till I know what to do with them because then I want to make sure that I deploy them, you know, expertly in the right situation. And it just became clear at a certain point oh, that like there isn't if there is a cipher, if there is a, a linguistic explanation later on. Right now, the game is c- clearly communicating that you should just use the item and see what it does. Um, yeah. And so you just basically well, I remember the it, uh, again, this is a minor spoiler, but there is a um, there's a like a blue jar that yes. I was convinced was just um, I did this MP. Too. Well, this is different. This is different than. Uh, or I guess no you I guess you saw me use the red the uh, fruit, but no, there's no, a blue I, jar. I did
3: I did this too. I did this exact okay, so thing, a, which is what I was so like. Bl- yeah,
2: yeah. So there's a blue jar, and I was convinced that um, oh, I'm sure I get magic at some point in this game. Like this, yeah. this is one of these games. I'm gonna get a wand. This is they related even, to MP. They hinted. To, they uh, hinted
3: in the in the in the page. One of the first pages. Yeah, you
2: see. You see different equipment that you're gonna get later. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, well, I'm not gonna use this. This is just an item that was seeded to me early. I'll deal with it later. And then I got like five of them, and I was like, why is the game giving me five of these? That okay let's find out if it's MP and maybe it won't even let me use it because I don't even have an MP bar right now Uh, so I was in front of a uh, a, like a selection of enemies and then like I equip it and then I hit the button and I roll this thing like a grenade right in front of me (laughs) it explodes Turns out it's an ice bomb. Yeah. I have frozen myself and the enemy An achievement pops. It's like, great job. You froze yourself. Um, and I'm sitting there waiting to unfreeze alongside with this big, begoblin goblin like looking motherfucker. Uh, so we could get back to our fight.
3: Here's the difference between you and me, Patrick. Yeah. First one I got of those. I was like, what does that do? Immediately. This I found it in a wall. There was like a wall. There's a little like crevice I could get into with just enough space for me and the chest. I open the chest. Mm-hmm. I get one of these fuckers. I'm like, huh, what's that? Immediately equip it and use it. It bounces off the wall three times before <laughs> hitting me in the face, exploding and freezing me immediately. Like that's really
2: good. And yes. I, I think that I think frankly that's probably the, like the more intended way for you to right. figure it out than than for me. But it, it still arrives at the same conclusion, yes. which just is look. Like don't just use like just use the thing and find out what it does. And it, it extremely
3: um, uh, links to like, you know, like rogue, like, you know, you, every time you yeah. restart in that one, you, you don't know what the potion colors do. So you just got to fucking try it and hope for the best. Uh, and, right. like, and
2: like I've like there are some truly like interesting items that uh you know i used it and was like oh that would have been wow that's interesting that's very useful well i don't have that anymore hopefully i'll find another one um and you just start uh, gaining this like set of knowledge that uh again is is really less about the game hiding things from from you as much as it's just like you need to discover it uh yourself like this is this extends out to the way the game is a fixed perspective you can't alter the camera and so it's the game is obsessed with like hey you should be checking around every corner and then looking to see what the shadow of your character does because frequently more often than not, you're going to be able to like go around that corner, find a hidden chest. Um, or there are situations where, uh, there are shortcuts you will discover like back to main areas that aren't like in a souls game. Um, like you'll finish a big area, loop your way back around, kick a ladder down and like, aha, like the shortcut is there. So I can go between these two spaces and that stuff does exist here, but frequently it is actually more along the lines of, well, actually you just didn't know that like there was a road around this architecture. And now that you know, that's there, you can access it and get really fast between two places, but you could have done that from the start and you may stumble into it. And like, I think the game is okay with see it has sort of a path it wants to go to go on or to follow but you can sequence break and you can go around this world in some really fascinating ways if for example you knew certain things about how the controller works if you stumbled into a shortcut by accident because you were just being curious um and i just it's just a it's a beautiful looking game it's a really interesting game it's it's more what i thought this game was is like ah, here is a Souls, I mean, it's got bonfires. You know, I'm like, here's a yeah. Souls-inspired top-down action game. You lose money when cute. you die. Yeah, I kind of felt like it, Like playing that demo last year, is was like, oh, I guess, I guess I see what this is going for. Like, it seems cute. Like, I bet I'll enjoy my time with it, but I didn't really mark it as something special. Um, and th- like the five, six hours I've spent with it now, like it has is, it is gone from being just like a cute, Little thing to like do. Probably one of my favorite games of the year. It scratches a similar itch to an like an Elden Ring, um, in that it like rewards curiosity, but does so from a space of density as opposed to like super broad, um, which is what what Elden Ring is doing. Um, and I mean the developer Andrew Shuldice has mentioned many many times that you know he was a fan of Zelda growing up, considers Dark Souls to be sort of like you know the evolution of like that sense of mystery that that Dark Souls, um. Uh, certainly pulls from, and they're like, that's what, you know, he was trying to bring back to like a more specific Zelda one structure, yeah. um, in, in Tunic. And I, I think the game knocks it out of the park. It's, it's, it's really, really cool. And I'm, gl- I'm glad it's on game. It wasn't supposed to be on game or wasn't announced to be on game pass until the day it was supposed to come out. And then that was kind of a, a shadow, a shadow drop slash shadow contract drop, I guess. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm glad more people will be able to give it a shot. Um, yeah. and it also, it has a really challenging combat, especially in the first couple of hours until you start getting a bunch of health upgrades, stat upgrades. The game doesn't even explain upfront how to upgrade your character, which is beautiful. I mean, you'll piece it together, but like, it's very cool. How even just the most basic things, like how do I upgrade the stats of my character are a little bit of a wall that you have to climb over. Um, But if you find the combat to be too overwhelming, the game has just a, what it calls like a no fail mode just turns off dying and damage and so you can just whack your sword around because um, some of the boss fights in this are pretty intense um, and and challenging um, and you'll have to deploy a lot of kind of thought and nuance to, to getting through them and if you just want to explore the cute world and solve the puzzles the game has a mode that basically lets you do that so uh, yeah Tunic ex- extremely, extremely good
5: um, we should probably take a break because I don't know where in this podcast we are and that'll allow, allow me a chance to get some water and also take that beer I put on on ice before the show. Take it out of the fridge. Nice. Have a nice frosty mug. Ooh. What are you gonna get? What are you opening? Oh, it's rather having a little stout. Patrick's sippy. favorite.
3: Stout, which is what?
2: It's a little gunner's daughter stout. Oh, yeah. I, I you know, I can be I, I can be persuaded into a stout on like a St. Remember, Patrick's remember Day. Do
4: know what a stout is? What? It's dark. Remind me what a stout is. It's, just dark, like, beer. A, it's like a dark beer. Okay, we'll have it. to.
3: We can get more in detail. Rob's After incredulity this. when
4: I was asking a question. No, about no, beer no, I thought you said I'm not a stoutest. Is the most? And I was like,
3: Oh, <laughs> no, 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 no! New, I, thought, I thought this we is a new bigotry
5: in, I haven't heard of. But do <laughs> <laughs> tell me more, Ren. Tell I me I more. We were in a new what you have? Moment. against. I thought we were having a mansplain moment
4: here with Rob's acne telling a woman that she should know more about Welcome to mansplain moment.
3: Oh my God. Every time time Rob's acne,
4: every time a woman says something about beer around Rob, he's like, no, 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 no. Let me correct (laughs) 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 you. Okay. Yeah. I like, I like a good dark beer. Personally, I like, I, I, if I'm, if I'm going to like a, like a, like a beer garden, like a beer hall or something, right? Then mm-hmm. I will have a nice, like I'll have a nice stout there, like a nice darker beer. But generally, if I'm like just going to a place, I, I'll probably usually get a, like a like a paler beer. Generally, we gonna go back I, to
2: that place, Rob. We got those
4: easier. big mugs. Radagast? hell yeah, yeah. That's where I just took a friend of mine. Radagast. Radagast is it's good, great place, yeah.
5: and, and that's where I had my very last Very airy. Which matters to me in these COVID times. (laughs) Yeah, that's why we went. That's why we went there. Love the fresh air and and space between us. All right, be right back.
0: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite
5: And we're back. Ren. Hello. (laughs) As I understand it. Yes. You've been playing around with the mechs again. You've been at the mechs again.
4: I've been at the mechs again. Fell
5: off the wagon.
4: Fell off the wagon. Uh, I've been playing Phantom Brigade, which is a tactics game. Uh, It is a turn-based tactics game that is a hybrid turn-based real-time game. Uh, I was thinking of of games like... um, what's it called frozen synapse frozen synapse thank you uh thinking of games like frozen synapse but what if frozen synapse relied on physics modeling uh and giant robots every single thing (laughs) in phantom brigade is like physically modeled and that is the unique thing about it that makes it fucking incredible to play And so you're basically playing a group of uh, guerrilla military unit that is moving its way through contested territory after an empire has effectively invaded your home country. Um, You have a fleet of a handful of mechs and an experimental device, which allows you to see five seconds into the future. In that predictive algorithm, or it's like an experimental device slash predictive algorithm that can reliably show you what's going to happen five seconds into the future without your intervention. Um, and so, every turn, you have your four max, which is the max uh, max you can deploy, I believe. Um, you have your four max uh, and a number of enemy units, uh, usually more, much more than four. Uh, and you have to use that slight advantage you get from being able to see into the future to basically outplay uh, these mechs. And as I mentioned previously, everything is physically modeled. And so the urban environments and like terrain you're fighting in can block shots. And so it is it is about less using cover systems like you would in an Xcom and more about using cover as like physical objects that are standing between you and your target. That includes hills that includes valleys, that includes so many different things that, like, topography is fundamental to how you are going to approach every single battle. Each mech can also have an assortment of weapons. Uh, they have two slots for weapons, one in the left hand, one in the right hand. Uh, and those are, like, your standard array of, like, shotguns, assault rifles, marksman rifles, pistols, Machine guns, SMGs, rail guns, which are not actually snipe rifles. The rail guns in this game are actually railgun repeaters, which means that they are a unique variant of the assault rifle that can fire through cover. Uh, it's basically an assault rifle variant that fires projectiles so fast it can burst through the outside of a building and still hit a target, um, which is fucking sick as shit. Um, <laughs> it's It's really cool to use them. Uh, And then sniper rifles. Um, Those are the weapons I've seen so far. The game, I believe, has beam weapons as you get later into it, but I have not gotten to the point where beam weapons start showing up. There are also swords uh, and a shield. Shields in this game are fucking sick. Um, And so you basically drop into this field, you see where your enemies are, and then you move your characters around both on the physical map, but also on the timeline. So, moving, deciding what they do on the timeline. So, like, wait for half a second, move to this position so that the shots firing at you hit like a building, and then, um, you know, keep moving around, fire a few shots, then dip back into cover. That is a turn in this game uh, for one character. And it is extremely, extremely fun and fluid. And the stories it creates through this combat system are so fucking good. Um, I had a battle the other day where we went in with four units against this base that we were pretty underleveled for, but I was like, we have to be able to, if we don't take this base, I will never get a foothold in this new like region of the map. I have to win this fight. And so we drop in and um, we hit the ground. We start fighting. And I had one mech which was barely kitted out. It was basically using scrap parts because the previous fight, I had used up most of the, like, scrap pieces we had lying around doing repairs because physical damage modeling means that you can lose specific parts of your Mm -hmm. mech. And here's the thing. I salvaged those parts instead of recovering and repairing them because I was like, it's fine. We just got new parts that are of a higher level. It's fine. I'll just, like, well, just salvage those and use them to make something better later, right? This was a mistake. Uh, because in the next battle, I only had scrap parts from two levels of quality lower than what everyone else was using. And so I'm fielding th- uh, four mechs total, three of which are level three, and uh, or like level two, level three, and then one of which is level 1.5. In this mech also, we didn't have enough spare weapons lying around. Mm. So basically, I took this one little mech and gave them a shotgun. And was like, you were going to be the fastest motherfucker on this battlefield. And you were going to have a shotgun and no shield. And you were just going to put in as much work as you can. You ex- turn them into ex- an
5: FPS archetype. Where that thing is just the scout running around.
4: Yes. And I was like, this person's going to die. I was like, this person is going to have to eject from their mech. It's fine. I'll take the L and eject them when things get bad. So we start the fight. I have two units with shields and then one basically marksman with an assault rifle and pistol who has this really great assault rifle that does incredible per-shot damage and is very, very accurate. Uh, It's basically a marksman rifle, but the game treats it like an assault rifle uh, because of its burst fire pattern. Um, And so we hit the ground. And on the other side of the map from everyone else, there is a unit with a long-range, basically, rocket launcher. And it's going to fire across the map, across all these physics objects uh arcing shots which will then hit us detonate and do like 300 damage. And that mm-hmm. game this in this game that is a lot. Two 300 damage explosions can basically knock out one of your limbs if you're not careful. Um and so, I had everyone basically fighting in the main city and then I sent this one little motherfucker to go harass that uh heavy rocket unit because they were isolated. And so, because I had my main forces basically distracting everyone else, I sent this heavy, I sent this one unit over. And they just fucking chased them for for turn after turn as this fucking mech is like not doing much damage each time, but harassing them just enough that this missile unit had to keep fucking running to avoid dealing with this little shit who was following them the entire time. And then eventually the enemy turn their focus to the little shit. And they send like two troops over. And I'm like, I'm going to keep harassing this motherfucker until those troops get here. And they start approaching, at which point I use the speed of this mech to run around the artillery unit to perfectly sync up the enemies who just appeared firing on me. And so I use the artillery unit as a shield, and basically have them friendly fire their own artillery unit. A couple shots ping <laughs> into its left arm. I fire a shotgun directly into its right. Its right arm blows the fuck up. L. Oh, yes. But I keep moving, and I'm like, we have to keep moving. If this mech stops moving, it will die. Mm-hmm. And so I keep it running around and start losing parts. Loses its left arm. Every
3: decker in the world, by the way. Yep. Um, <laughs> and the, the way that most deckers lose. Yeah, I was lose, like, you stop moving that. You stop moving him around. He's going to die. Lose my
4: left arm. And I'm like, fuck. And I'm like, you know what? I am going to have this motherfucker draw aggro while the marksman sits just out of range and focus of the enemies and pop shots into them. And it felt so fucking good. But here's the thing the shield units, the way that this game works is that, like, I mentioned physics modeling, right? There is not a dedicated melee button if you don't have a melee weapon or no weapon equipped. What the game does have is shields. And if so, if you run full speed into another fucking mech, and you plant your shield arm in front of you, and you have a higher mass than they do, you are going to drive them into the fucking dirt. And the, it is one of the best feelings in video games because you're not hitting a button. You're not doing any of this shit. You are just pathing them correctly and fucking form tackling these mechs into the goddamn ground with your shield. And watching a multi-ton piece of machinery crumple against your fucking shield is one of the sickest things on the planet. Um, And so... Instead of having my shield mechs use their weapons most of the time, instead they just shoulder charge forward, blast someone to the ground, shotgun down, boom, direct chest shot, keep running. Um, And so I was basically only had one person seriously using their gun for most of this entire encounter because everyone else was just sprinting the fuck around, making them opportunities for this marksman to open fire. That fight ended with only the marksman having both of only the marksmen having one arm left. Everyone else had lost their weapon arms from the fighting. And basically it came down to the situation of we have this fucking marksman who has their weapon arm. And now we are going to use everyone else to kite enemies into the firing range of this marksman and bop, 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 between getting fucking shoulder checked into the ground. Mm. Which is to say. The Phantom Brigade is a tremendous fucking video game. (laughs) All of this shit feels excellent. All of it felt deeply tied to the environment we were fighting in. The entire middle of the map was completely unusable for us because they had turrets sitting in the middle of the map. So we couldn't push into the city. I couldn't use my shield units to push into the city and get aggressive because the second we walk in there, those turrets open fire and machine gun us shred us. And so like, I had to sit on the outskirts of this city, basically defending this one marksman. Uh, another great feeling in this game is watching the enemy line up a shot and seeing a shot lined up on the timeline and using that shoulder check I was mentioning earlier to drive them into the ground before they get their shot off, which is such a good feeling. <laughs> to, like, watch an enemy take position, line up their sniper shot. You see the sniper shot is going to fucking own you, and you're like, you know what? I'm not going to try and even dodge it. I'm not going to try and block it. I'm not going to try and dodge it. I'm going to have them be slammed to the fucking ground before they even have the chance to fire. Um, That's that's that
3: Sicko's mech shit. Just like so sick. running at your enemy instead of, yeah, dodging out of the way. That's so good. <laughs> and after that fight,
4: I took off every piece of armor from that fucking... Uh, like, every piece of, like, shielding, all took away the shotgun, and I gave that fast fucking mech, I totally re-kitted them, I removed every part, and I gave that pilot the lightest armor possible, which means that they are moving at, this is not an exaggeration, double the speed of every mech on the field, yes. and I handed them a sniper rifle, and I put them to fucking work. And when I say that they were darting around the field, getting across the map into ideal firing ranges, three shots, knocking mechs out, and then sprinting their next position... Without fail. It was so fucking good. It's so fucking good. This is my Phantom Brigade story. That's awesome. That's, that's the that game infuriating
5: is- to play against. <laughs> like, it's like if Bill Belichick like played mech games this is the sort of strategy that you'd see Mm -hmm. where it's like their team has a good comp good position etc and it's like but there's just this one little seam in the rules and the terrain and we're just gonna put our little finger in there Mm -hmm. and work it around until all your shit falls apart
4: i'm going to i am going to take your best unit and i'm going to put my shoulder into them and they will never get the chance to have a fucking (laughs) shot go off They will not even fire a shot. The only downside of the the strategy is, like, collisions do a ton of damage to your mech. Collisions do serious damage, but that's what the shield's for, because the shield has about 600 HP, and that 600 HP will protect you. And also, the amount of damage you take from a collision is dependent on your weight-to-power ratio compared to the weight-to-power ratio of the mech you're fighting against. Uh, and mm-hmm. so if you have a, and also the speed at which you're colliding. So a full two mechs running towards each other head on collision is going to do more damage than a one mech standing still uh, collision. Um, and so the ideal situation is you try and basically catch people while they're moving from position to position, put your shield down and you will take like 80, 90 damage to your shield um, because you of the weight to power ratio. And they're taking like 300 to every part of their mech as it just fucking crumples against you. Uh, My other favorite time was when a mech was coming over a ridge and was trying to basically like jump over this ridge, like coming off the top of this ridge and like catching a little bit of air before landing and firing a shot directly into one of my mechs. That was their goal. And as they tried to do this, another one of my mechs came in from off screen, like basically off screen and managed to land their shield Directly into the knees of this mech as it was jumping through the air, and the legs just fucking crumpled. Like they just, <laughs> the legs of this mech just crumple and shatter, and it just slams down to the ground. And like one of the most satisfying displays of like robot carnage I've ever seen. It was, it was fucking incredible. And then the person who they were going to fucking dome with a shotgun just stood over them with a pistol and went bop, bop, bop. And that shit is incredibly satisfying.
5: So. In general, just because gaming time is limited, I tend to be like, I will wait for when the narrative is complete and the game is finished, et cetera, et cetera. But sometimes you end up waiting eons for that. Mm -hmm. And like the moment where game is maybe at its most interesting passes or you're just denying yourself too good a game for too long for no good reason, except like. Sometimes people make campaigns, they just aren't that good. But like the tactics game was already great. Uh, where would you rate this in terms of like the you know, it sounds like it's already really good for a game that's in development, but is it also just kind of a good game and at this point it's waiting on a few like features?
4: This is a pretty good game, waiting on a few features, I think. Those features are big though, in terms of how I play games. Yeah. Yeah. The they have a feature roadmap that they are sitting on. And if you pull up the Phantom Brigade feature roadmap,
3: this is where's this early access? Oh, it's uh Epic games, Epic games.
4: I see. So if you go to their website, uh, brace yourself, games.com slash Phantom Brigade, they have an early access roadmap, which, Oh, they just changed it. Um, interesting. This is not the,
5: uh, yeah, we looked at this literally last week.
4: This is a totally different,
5: better uh, or worse or more alarming.
4: Oh, this seems correct. This seems yeah. like this is more explicit about when they're doing these things. Um, and so it looks like the things that people are really excited for uh, are pilot features. Um, their end goal is to put in pilot-specific skills mm. um, and... Uh, pilot specific skills. Oh, they just—they just had a uh, new patch released. Uh, yes, let me see this. Uh, update sixteen. Pump up the base. Uh, basically, their goal is to. Oh, yes, they do have uh, mobile base upgrades, uh, which is cool. Um, they just added upgrades to your like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but their goal is to add. Uh, pilot skills, so your individual pilots will play slightly differently from one another and have different skills, uh, which I'm very, very excited about uh, because that is my fucking shit. They've also suggested that they want to add a nemesis system uh, in the Mm -hmm. form of rival pilots. They have said that they want to add consistently reappearing rival pilots to the game, which I assume is their pilot features uh, thing on their roadmap. Um, right. which is super fucking exciting to me um, hell yes the game's in a pretty good state right now in terms of like as a as a combat sim great uh, the narrative events are pretty fine they're not like particularly exciting we're not dealing with like a Battletech campaign here like Battletech base campaign was fucking stellar it is the best tactics game campaign I've ever fucked with um, next to XCOM like I would put BattleTech and XCOM slash The Long War on the same like level in terms of quality. This is not there yet, uh, but the base tactics game here is so fucking good. I cannot help but love it. So I would say that like it is definitely it's worth checking out right now because there is cool shit happening here. I'm gonna read. A, I'm gonna read a patch note for Rob. Yep. Rain improves heat dissipation. Units now cool <laughs> down twice as fast in combat. Every single weapon you have marks down its optimal firing sequence. Like, its optimal firing, uh, like, basically, your optimal volley rate for not overheating the weapon. You can just disregard that. You can just fucking disregard that if you want to. Do you want to ignore that completely and let your mech overheat? I would love to. <laughs> well... Every second your mech is overheating, they take 12 core damage. And so basically you can burn out all of your components. It's less battletech, which like battle tech will have like, you will shut down or you will damage your core. This game is like you are burning out every arm. Like you can accidentally blow off your arm if you overheat because that heat damage is evenly dissipated across your body. Good video <laughs> game.
3: Hell yes. Hey everyone, this is your friendly neighborhood producer, Ricardo Contreras, here to let you know that we had to break here in the podcast to go to a meeting. So when we come back from this little break, and Rob talks about a meeting, that's why. All right, enjoy the rest of the podcast. Hey, gamers, I did it.
5: We did it as a team. We did. During that meeting, I think we solved the keyboard problem. We did. Yeah, Robert we did. Zachney
4: sent me during during our meeting two links to DCS PBT blank keycaps. And here's the thing about DCS profile keycaps is that DCS and Cherry profile are effectively identical. And so if we acquire a set of hedagana GMK Red Sun Red Samurais. We will be able to just have a fucking board (laughs) that looks good and works. Gamers,
3: we got them. Well, part of them. right? Aren't you still missing the Samurais?
5: No, No. that's what I'm wondering right now. Because this set, the blank keys... Solve the problem that the samurais didn't have the thumb keys.
4: Right, right,
3: right. Yeah. Okay, I thought this the is, samurais uh, these had, are the thumb had keys. also been out of stock or something.
4: No, no. Okay, a a those are available. So there are two sets of samurais.
3: Yeah. Gotcha. one of
4: which was out of stock. I, I see. No, these are the ones with like the graphite and the graphite ones are totally. So wait, are you telling me that
3: Rob isn't going for the Spice Gold Dune gamer set that he posted that was for you, in Kato. I thought <laughs> that, felt was for that had your energy. <laughs> I mean, I know you probably disapprove
5: of people who partake of the spice.
4: Oh, no, no, no. He would. Kato, Kato needs Kato needs the would I think Kato would love a um a keycap set themed off of the dunes of Barsoom.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the true name of nobody, Mars. Nobody saw that movie. <laughs> true Fucking name of Mars Barsoom. Barsoom. Shout out! Shout out! question but Not shout outs. I've
4: always been saying, just <laughs> <to Kato, laughs> I've always been saying this about you, Kato You're my personal Tars Tarkas.
3: I hate you. Can't keep making. Is that good, John Carter? <laughs> oh. Nobody saw the movie John Carter. Nobody saw
2: the movie. Are John, right? people of like Mars? recounting that movie into being pretty good? I've seen like no, isolated. We're not John Carter of Mars. Was oh, was my all
4: fucking right. God, it's I'm so right. mad. I'm so mad, <laughs> folks. I'm so mad.
2: Google fucking...
4: Mm. my god. Everyone open your window settings.
3: I don't have window oh, settings. Oh no. What? What did Google do?
2: Yeah, you need to change your mic. You gotta the drag levels. your microphone down, right? Yeah. Fucking levels. Standard so post Google thing. You gotta just. You gotta, you do, gotta that do it. So this is it. why <laughs> I don't like doing the- that meeting, Patrick. Your, some people just leave, the, there leave that, those settings open and then just tap them back god, after I'm out. so I'm fucking mad I'm
4: welcome. so fucking mad it raised me from 70 to 76 which is a problem because it meant I was like why the fuck is my audio at like negative 4 when I'm at a normal speaking volume and it's because I fucking went up to 76 from 70 god
1: damn it fuck yep
4: well we fixed it now we at Waypoint Radio are lifelong learners and people are always saying this
5: I'm getting those samurais right now. You're getting them right <laughs> yeah. now. Oh, I, yeah. you. I am not, I am not messing around. We are we are shipping that. I am hoping
4: a, that a turnaround is time on be a that.
5: Fucking asshole.
4: The turnaround time on drop is actually pretty good, from what I remember. Yeah,
5: and we're gonna do expedited. Mm-hmm. No, we don't need to do it. We're gonna do expedited. Yeah, I was about yeah, to say Rob! Rob. Uh, <laughs> Rob. I mean, this is standard are, is three to five business days. The outside estimate is it arrives Thursday. I mean, I I understand
4: why you would do this. Also, because like, it's it's, okay. The thing that I've learned since moving to New York is that it's very easy to get things shipped to New York. It's it's like, it's like way fucking faster than anywhere else because it's all just like, it all just comes. There are warehouses in New York. Most things ship to New York and they just have them sitting in a warehouse and they'll just be like, oh, New York warehouse. It's great. I love it.
3: The, um, the real issue there is that, yeah, three to five shipping. But what about the handling? Are they going to get that out immediately? So, you expedite to cover yeah. any sort of like delayed shit like it's I mean, I believe people that. hearing this so it's it's, it's oh, not Friday, it's Thursday, it. but if it were Friday, it could be like you're not going to get that till, shipped out till Monday. So, you need to expedite.
5: And where are you shipping it to? Uh, to me. Uh, Renz.
3: To me. Okay, good. Good. To is her. that Is that good?
2: I don't want it to good. ship it to himself. That's no, no, all no. I the office about. is
3: what I was thinking because no, depending no, on, the then, with, you on the apartment. It depends on the.
2: don't want that to get lost in the mail. Like it just, depends
3: on the apartment building. This is all I'm well, saying. New why? York is very. I think, it, if,
4: think
2: I trust if
5: Ren had concerns about shipping, like mm-hmm. just this is my house. Yeah,
4: it's fine. What do you think is going to happen to my apartment,
3: Cato? People still shit off stoops. People like it's a no, no. It no. depends on the. Depends on the place. It depends on the place for sure. I'm I'm one of the lucky ones. I don't lose shit. But like Natalie's lost shit. (laughs) Austin's lost shit. Wow, that was an expensive order, though. I'm not gonna lie. Okay.
5: It might have been the fact that I ordered the Mechaball's Red Samurai Custom Coiled Aviator USB. There we go. That and might have been.
4: There's the admittance yeah. that's required. Hell yeah! Sure and it's just like, a oh, teeny bit
5: order. to the cost.
4: It's also worth noting that GMK Red Sam, like GMK caps, are generally considered like uh, like higher end key caps. Generally, so like. Keycaps will range you between like 50 and $150. And um, getting something higher end will usually, and like the GMK line will usually run you a little bit more. For example, my Astrala Keys keycaps, um, which are the ones that I have on my keyboard, I spent like, I think they're like $90 um, mm-hmm. for the full set. And those are actually like very complicated keycaps. I love them very much. Makes people hey, think um, that I like Homestuck, which I don't like. How dare you! <laughs> because I'm only so, two doesn't
5: mean I like homestuck. Sorry, I just want to make sure we do close. We tie the bow um, on uh, cool mechs. Phantom Brigade, Phantom, Phantom, Phantom Brigade, Brigade,
3: brigade. Yeah. brigade. Mm. brigade. So, Word. but,
1: brigade.
5: but, Ren, like, you're, you're squarely on the side of like, if you like mechs and you like tactics, there's not a whole lot of cause to be waiting for, like setting your cap on the campaign or like the pilot nemesis system.
4: <laughs> I. No, I don't think there's, there's a good reason to wait. The game runs well. The game plays well. Um, the tactics are engaging, like genuinely, um, the like interplay of weapons is really, really cool. Um, the only thing that I'm like wondering about at this point, uh, as I'm getting in is what the mid game balance feels like mid to late game balance feels like because, um,
3: but there's already a campaign in there. Something hmm? there's a, there is a campaign of some sort in there. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah Okay.
4: There's, there's like plenty in there. It's like, it's, it's mostly just like taking new territories and there'll be like little story events, uh, sometimes, okay. um, you know, like a battle. It, it's a very battle tech ask mm. structure. Um, and, I feel like- uh, games, Grimms plays great. Uh, the only thing I'm wondering about is the efficacy or the maybe over efficacy of long range missiles um those feel very Some strong and i lines. haven't found a hard counter to them yet but i think the hard counter might just be getting up in motherfuckers faces yeah
5: it sounds like you did though it yeah. sounds like a standoff <laughs> weaponry it sounds like you did find the the counter to that which was little well, fucker they
4: can, they can fire it by while moving that's the thing is that you can fire a, a rocket while moving but yeah. the rockets have a very odd effective firing range They're like the furthest in the game, like 300 meters, but it's like 150 to 300 meters. And so if you can close in, their effective firing range goes way, way down um so yeah it's all about closing the distance and also the cool thing is that the explosions are large enough that if you have a mech that is going to get hit with a with a rocket and you have a shield if you fucking run into another mech before that rocket detonates you are going to catch them in the blast radius of the rocket that was just (laughs) fired at you and your shield's up and they are laying on the ground they will take that 300 damage and you will not um, That's sick. Which is sick as shit. Sick.
5: Well, it also sounded in your story like the AI kind of did react appropriately to like different threat profiles coming at mm-hmm. them. Like, yeah, oh, 100%. still in a way that they couldn't. They were overwhelmed by it, but like in a way that was also like, "Yep, this is what I would expect." Like, this is the counter move to this. If you don't have a good counter,
4: yeah, was yeah. Basically, they were like they when they when it was. When that mech started taking enough damage that it was, like, getting close to having its arm blown off uh, their artillery mech, they were like, okay, we gotta go support that artillery mech or we're going to get fucking owned here. Um, In addition to my mech actually, like, closing the distance and being closer to their effective firing range uh, of the mechs that we're going to basically go and support. Good game if you like effective firing ranges. Um, It uses them really, really well because it's also less about... Their effective firing range is because that is how long the shot travel time is. So, firing an accurate shot is more about are you firing, like, are you aiming in a zone where your shots will appropriately line up with the enemy? Which is why you can actually fire a shotgun within its effective, within under its effective firing range, and you will still do, you will still hit most of your shells because the enemy, if they're like standing still and you fire from point blank range, a point blank shotgun shell's worth of damage is going to be coming into an enemy's back um so yeah it is not it's not a hard calculation system which is great all
5: right well i am uh i guess i need to crack into phantom brigade because last Mm. time i checked on it it was so new it was basically like battles worked but Mm -hmm. that was kind of it it was like you know a little tactical sandbox not much more beyond that yeah um we can
4: do you want to check that out next week
5: Uh, I'm not sure what my plans are next week. I might be heading down to New York early to see some of the friends that I haven't seen in two and a half years. So, um, I might, I might be, uh, roaming the streets of, of Brooklyn. uh, New York City. (laughs) Are you referring to the Casey Masterpiece ad from the 1990s? Aren't you too young to, wasn't that off the air by the time you were born? Andrew, you remember the New York City ad during football games, right? Yeah,
2: I, I sincerely doubt that's what she's referencing.
4: Right, what are you referencing? No no, no, no. This is one of those things that has slipped deep into my consciousness, so deep into my consciousness I couldn't really tell you, but I will know one thing that is important to know about me is that when I was in my, my teens, most of my friends were in their 20s like I hung out with a lot of people who were in their 20s like I uh, it's Oh worth no, she so
5: picked up elder millennial. Uh,
4: this is not a fucking joke. Ju- okay. The fact is that I started watching like fucking I'll use Austin as an example when I was 12 years old. <laughs> and so there is I have the cultural touchstones of both a zoomer and a millennial/elder millennial. It's true. I have both sets of touchstones because I hung out with so many millennials when I was a teen that like a lot of the. Like basically the reference without reference, uh, <laughs> references without reference have like slipped into my basic vocabulary, like New York City, for example.
5: Wow. So, Patrick, that's it. But it has become divorced from its context. Make, it makes it a better reference. The cowpokes <laughs> live on, but we don't even know like how, like why do people even say New York City? We don't even know anymore. Nobody will remember that it was about. It was making an argument about authentic barbecue sauce versus inauthentic corporate sauce. Wow! This is, of course, long before the Sweet Baby Ray's revolution. Uh, at <laughs> the which Sweet Baby
2: Ray's revolution when the when the people picked up arms and
5: <laughs> uh, yeah, like they. Uh, yeah, they, they actually, uh, like shot the president of a one in the street. Um, they, uh, there were beheadings, Mm -hmm. um, Mm um, You know, that that's when Paul Newman died, actually. I mean, regime change um, is a
4: really complicated thing, and it's kind of hard to talk about regime change in a modern context without like acknowledging the fact that like non state actors do have affect over regime change, and also, you know, you're going to have multiple states involved. Like and them so like it's, it's really pokes. it's really difficult to discuss, you know, the nuances of regime change, even when you're talking about the shoot the tragic shooting of the A one steakhouse president. Um, <laughs> hold on. You mean the pizza guy?
1: Paul Sorry, Newman, what?
3: Paul Newman? Wait,
4: what?
1: What? 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 What, what, do you, what? do you mean, the pizza
5: guy,
4: Cotto? Pizza guy? What do you mean? Paul Newman's own? pizza delivery man, Paul Newman.
3: Newman's own makes frozen pizzas.
2: <laughs> Look, Rob, we're
4: I'm not trying to bring it, it full
3: circle. We started this podcast on pizza. We're
2: just going to mo- move, <laughs> move forward. Newman's
3: own makes fucking... <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh that classic cultural touchstone All the people that d- eat
5: R.I.P. to <laughs> Renowned sauce man <laughs>
1: Paul,
5: Paul Newman The sauce boy Paul himself Paul, Neum- Paul Newman Made his fortune Dressing salads
4: Paul Newman Hands open to the people <laughs> Pizza's
5: uh, Ren is on the floor. All we can see is a fashionable pair of striped pizza's,
4: trousers. Pizza's spilling for you. <laughs> the pizza's all white.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Oh, oh, fucking Christ. Oh, Butch, fucking Butch, Paul, Paul, Butch
5: and Paul Sundance Neumann. at the Paul brick Neumann. oven.
4: <laughs> Paul Newman approaches a stone in the desert and hits it with his fucking staff and pizzas begin flowing forth, having drawn having drawn pizzas from a stone. <laughs> That's why they call them pizza stones. Named <laughs> after our hero, Paul Newman. <laughs>
5: Oh, well, fuck. Patrick, as long as we're diving deep in lore out of context, <laughs> our, our inbox be, is jammed order one of these pizzas.
1: Yeah.
2: Our <laughs> inbox is jammed, Patrick. Yeah, I I appear to have unlocked something, huh? Uh,
5: There's a lot of people out there. You know, what's beautiful about this.
1: Hmm.
5: Every single person who wrote in was Different like, I'm experience. the only person who remembered Zyreka. That's the <laughs> like, no one else knew this existed. Like, I've been alone here. But uh, It turns the, the, out you were all guess, just waiting to find each other.
2: Apparently, like all all seven, just like the seven CDs. The uh, on a previous podcast, uh, somehow we uh, somehow I ended up referencing the Flaming Lips. Who well, I, I I guess I'd forgotten, like the singer of that band is like, I guess a shitbag now. I didn't, I'd, I'd kind of forgotten that. But at one point, the Flaming Lips had put out uh, an album in which you uh, an album that you cannot stream on. Spotify, Apple Music, any of the major places in which you were supposed—it came with multiple CDs that were different elements of the album. You were supposed to put them in different speaker sources and like align them around you in a specific way <laughs> so that you could experience the majesty from you know co- collectively, but from different audio sources separately. Um, and I'd never done it, but I had said I had had a friend that did tried to do it with like three or four audio sources that they had, uh, and then. Uh, according to Rob, we've had people write in who have, who have, who have, who have how, do you
5: spell, how do you spell that album name
1: again?
2: <laughs> Not a clue. Not a clue. Uh, find it. <laughs> Last search, flaming lips, multiple audio sources. Zareka, it's kind of phonetic. Zirica. Zaireeka. Z-A-I-R-E-E-K-A. Sounds like a Final Fantasy place. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Dan Dan in Brooklyn. One time a friend of mine convinced a group of people to get four cars, park them so that the cars formed a square where we could open the doors facing the middle of the square, sit inside this of is the square, beautiful. and play Zorica on the car's audio systems. It was a neat experience, but not what I would call a great album. <laughs> that-
0: fucking rules what a Uh, that was not on my bingo
2: card of ways to experience yeah that album but that this this
5: one from eric this is so good this is oh this is amazing uh wow the car thing might have been a better idea than this eric (laughs) writes well eric had a good idea but listen to how it goes bad the talk about Zarika gave me an intense flashback to my early college years around 2002 when I had just discovered the flaming lips on the crest of their Yoshimi fame. Yeah, you and me both. I special ordered a copy of Zarika from the local record store, Strawberry Fields in Potsdam, New York. A few weeks later, I arrived to pick it up and had a problem. How do I listen to it? I lived in a suite-style dorm. uh, must have had roommates with a share, with, with a shared lounge and bathroom. And immediately went to each roommate asking to borrow their stereo boomboxes. Along with mine, we had three, plus the stereo set up in the lounge (laughs) itself. I gathered a couple friends, and we set off to make it work, counting down from three and hitting play at the same time. Unfortunately... Every player device was a different brand and model. I didn't realize it at the time, but every CD player spins up at different rates and has a DSP that caches the audio in different ways. After consulting a few message boards, (laughs) we found out that the best way to do this is by hitting play, then pause, then rewind in order to preload each each track. From the zero, zero, zero point.
3: Amazing. From
5: there, it worked okay. Counting down from three. <laughs> this had to be done every single track oh as the sync would be lost on track change. The album got weirder from there. As some tracks had four different melodies and you could do a live mix by turning them up and down in various sequences. One had a full drum solo with eight pieces of the drum kit mapped to each speaker. Most befuddling of all, at least one track intentionally, I think desynced the audio halfway through in the most disorienting way. Mm. My roommates and I listened to it once that afternoon and I could never get them to try again. To this day, I've only heard it (laughs) properly on two more occasions because portable boom boxes stopped being a thing as iPod usage got bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. Thanks for the jogged memories, Eric.
3: Fucking kid. The second, Apparent- the second you got that, I was like, Oh God, the spin up, the spin up. It's coming. <laughs> oh, uh, that's so s- funny. And some
2: of these other emails, someone mentioned that, I guess these were uh, from Chris. This says, uh, uh, Chris writes in to say that, uh, My understanding is the album came about after the band ran a series of shows called The Parking Lot Experiments. Attendees were asked to play one of 40 different cassettes created by the band out of their car speakers in sync with everyone else. The end result of this being a strange and shifting sonic tapestry. That part kind of rules. That's sick as shit. That's very, that's very
1: cool. (laughs)
5: Chris also notes, this is, however, only one of many unconventional Flaming Lips releases, perhaps the most notorious of which is the Gummy Song Skull EP, which released exclusively on a USB encased in a gummy brain inside a candy
3: skull. Thumb drive. Let
5: me me pull these images for you. Thumb drive. Let me just get you what we're looking oh. at. Her. I suddenly have a hankering for gummies is the problem now cuz uh this album looks delicious.
2: This I looks- will I routinely uh steal the gummy vitamins that my children take for myself Amazing. not for the vitamins but because it's an easily accessible gummy. <laughs> I'm sure the vitamins don't hurt but I already take vitamins. <laughs> yeah that skull is sick.
3: Memory I mean, the skull
2: Does Look Sick, and then also that is sick.
3: What? Mm. <laughs>
4: Ren.
1: <laughs> Ren, did you find that, or did you shop
5: that in? Did you shop it? That, you shopped
4: that's a... Come on. This is Paul Newman, the pizza king. No, I don't think it's a real picture. <laughs>
5: I was just wondering if she shopped it or just found an existing <laughs> shop of a no, disembodied I- floating pizza <laughs> being wedged into... Uh looks like absence of malice Paul Newman mouth.
4: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh no I did I did I did shot this myself. So I googled Paul Newman smoking was kind of the base image I used for this because I was like, I need something where his lips are pursed in kind of the way that you would want. And so, yeah, I went with smoking Paul Newman to kind of get the effect of Paul Newman um, gingerly dangling a piece of pizza from his from his closed mouth.
3: I don't know that there's actually a good way to attach images to podcasts, but I'm going to figure it out. I oh, will put that in there somewhere. Yeah, just, we'll just make, it,
2: just make it make it make the like just change the album art for one episode, kind of. So yes, that is that also is the just,
4: best way.
5: Hey, do you like awkward anecdotes?
4: Please, I, I would love an awkward anecdote. I had a couple ruddy but then I was like, I'm just going to let these
5: Mike from North Carolina, this is a jeep. This is a jeep story. Yes, oh, Mike from North Carolina. Go. When I moved to North Carolina, I didn't really know anybody. As I met people, I was forever testing the conversational waters with hints at my personal interests to see if we might connect along hobby lines. So when I saw a modern warfare jeep appear in my neighborhood, although I was not really an FPS player, I thought I should meet this neighbor because we'll at least have video games as a common language. Mm. I had occasionally rehearsed how I might open the conversation and consider how the discourse might evolve from there. Then one warm afternoon while I was walking the dog, the opportunity presented itself as I saw him outside washing his cars took a deep breath, walked over, introduced myself, and asked him what kind of games he played as I nodded toward the jeep, He responded by saying, he didn't really play them much. But they had a few programmers from other countries that he worked with, and that they made cheats for video games. I think I managed to know, well, nice to meet you. Have a great day. Before my dog and I walked home. Is is Lorenzo reporting on those cheats from from Motherboard? Yeah! (laughs) Oh my god! That modern modern warfare paid for that man's jeep, but not in the way Mike was thinking. That that was a that man loves that man loves modern warfare, but in a different way than the people who were like buying
2: modern warfare jeeps. That's incredible. That's good. Keep. I love art. (laughs) If you see if you see a modern warfare jeep, continue to write in that. We will continue to read your your letters. Do we read enough letters on this podcast? No, no. Do you Keep asking for them. Yes, yes. yes. But what, what, we'll what is stop. the cheat? What's the cheat code to the front of the line? You spotted a modern warfare jeep. <laughs> uh,
1: All right, that I feels think like we we'll probably podcast. leave it there.
2: Now, now I feel like
5: I should. Uh, now I'm like, I, I know I've seen good, good emails. I'm just not. You know, we need, we need a mailbag.
2: Throwing the emails under the bus, I, go, I guess right. I just can't find the good ones. It's
4: fine. I think Good Friday pod energy is having like twenty percent of the pod having been cut out. Mm -hmm. For privacy reasons. And that is what this pod has been. And you know, we got the full two hours, even though 20% of it's going to get removed. But like the 80% that's remaining is delicious. Look at that picture of Paul Newman eating a pizza. He's having a great time. (laughs) That's an episode of Waypoint Uh Radio right there.
5: I wonder why there's so many pictures of Paul Newman on the internet. Seems weird that a food magnate would be so (laughs) famous. Okay. Look, we- uh, anyway that's a wrap on this week of Waypoint Radio if you want more from Waypoint you can follow us on Twitter at Waypoint on Facebook and YouTube at Waypoint Vice you can follow me on Twitter at Rob Zachney uh, Patrick you can follow me at Patrick Klupik. Ren
4: you can follow me on Twitter at Ren or Raven
5: Cotto.
1: at you can a- also go check what? out we publish on
5: waypoint.vice.com you uh, had your chance
1: yeah I was was
4: breathing. It was so long. It's like, okay, I guess Cotto's Cotto's feeling shy You can follow follow Twitter, uh, Cotto on Twitter, at a Cotto underscore believes in punitive
3: addiction policy. No, stop.
2: (laughs) Can't even be a centrist. Can't go further.
3: (laughs) Jesus Christ. Cotto
5: doesn't like the sound of a public defender on the Supreme Court. Um... (laughs) Uh, We've also been streaming a whole bunch thanks to Waypoint Plus. Uh, I think we had two streams in which we went all the way down the keyboard rabbit hole. Uh, I would say things got rough for me, Kato and Ren on the Thursday (laughs) stream. But if you want to see why this is Uh, such an alluring habit to folks like us, but also why... It maybe isn't a good idea for folks like us, people on the stream, We're sort of noting that, like, wow, these are three personalities who maybe shouldn't have been exposed to mm-hmm. the yeah. world of keyboards.
4: If I think something agree. to that. We agree. We Patrick also stormed off in the middle of the us. stream.
2: Yeah. yeah, I did. Patrick was done. It was like I was like, we're just idly browsing. Etsy adjacent. Community. We were very. We were yeah. We were, we yeah, were, we were very intentional. Thank we were you.
1: Very
4: in that's how much of
2: that's how of normal people like, respond to that. That's like saying that, that when I go to
4: Pinterest, I'm kind of idly scrolling through things. No, I'm not, Patrick. I'm building an aesthetic. There's no idleness there.
2: Whatever. When I you look at what? pretty
4: girls on the internet, thank you very much.
5: Happy <laughs> for you. Everyone should have their thing. Uh, and so, as we mentioned, uh, we're going to be in New York. Homophobe. Next week, <laughs> Next oh, w- in a week. If I get three, do I get a free Paul Newman pizza? <laughs> if we're still a staff by next week, <laughs> we'll be streaming on Friday, March twenty fifth, and Saturday, March twenty sixth. That's right.
4: Woo! Right? Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah! yeah you, cool. you nailed got this it, Rob. Nailed it
5: uh for uh for trans lifeline uh it'll be a small it'll be sort of a mini save point and we're gonna be having a whole lot of fun with different video games we're gonna be building if if all the shipping goes well we're gonna be building keyboards uh if we've read the rules right we'll be playing bloodborne um you know none of us ever played it before so anything could happen uh, and all of this is made possible by uh, waypoint plus if uh, you w- you'd like to support the show or you'd like to learn more go to waypointplus.com and subscribe uh, not only do you get access to our premium feed uh, but you're also helping support waypoint and everything else we do here our theme music is by bowen the track is miss you off the ep pale machine learn more at WaypointZones/BOEN. Uh, for now we are calling it for this week we will talk to you again on monday until then fuck capitalism bring me my keebs I guess that is capitalism, though. Although, really, capitalism. if, it, well, means if it's, it's, it's a crap capital. economy. It's, it's
4: more of it. That's the thing. I was actually having a debate yeah. with a professor about this once, because a professor was like, "Oh, you're complaining about this is an insane thing to do." But I was like in a class on Marxism. My professor was like, "Oh, you're talking about capitalist production, and you're you know mad about these you know you own these keyboards, which you've talked about in class before." And I was like, "No, no, 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 Doctor Grossman, these are made by artisans." These are made
3: yeah. by individual individuals. Yeah, not capitalism for doesn't
5: own markets. The yeah, no, of market mar- predates yeah.
3: capitalism. Exactly. Like- it's capitalism because all the key caps are usually in capital letters. On the well, thanks everyone well, for joining <laughs> us on Capital Radio. The, this is our second uh, outro. <laughs>